week i i was just feeling overwhelmed by all sorts of stuff i was i was overwhelmed by all of the different relationships in my life i i felt as if i i wasn't showing up correctly i i wasn't enough for my romantic partners i felt like i was a lackluster friend uh, i was worried that that i i'm not fulfilling my responsibilities as a son as a family member i was feeling impotent and ineffectual as an artist there's a lot going on, a lot going on inside in my mind uh, that may or may not have any material basis in reality. But inside my mind, inside my heart, my guts, I was feeling a lot of despair, a lot of despair. And so on top of all of that self-Mishigas, there's, there's the, the, the world out there. You know, the world of government and politics and money and corruption and violence and hacking and patriarchy and capitalist imperialism. It's, it's horrible. It's all like everything is, is truly horrible. And it's like it is a literal nightmare. We are we are in a waking nightmare. Ugh, it's it's bad. But I uh, I was really moved and soothed by something my my best friend Lisa Lacasio said to me, she said, you know, something that, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but, you know, something that can really help us fight this is to live a, a life full of joy. Um, and I, I really, I really took that to heart. I really, I was really motivated and moved by that. I, I was not living a life full with joy. I was living a life uh, that was marked by despair. 
So I, I had an opportunity this past weekend to go to Middletown, Connecticut to visit Lisa uh, in her beautiful home. Uh, Middletown is uh, pretty dismal, but they have a cute main street and there's a lot of lovely places to eat and drink. Um, we went to a place called the Hop Knot, which is like a pretzel bar. It was very pleasant. We played Connect Four. Uh, we went to a place called Crust with a K, which is a very, uh, it's a pizza restaurant that's trying very, very hard, um, which is charming. I was charmed by how hard it was trying. Um, it was nice. It was pretty good. And the, the decor was trying really hard and uh, trying really hard to be minimal and, and chic. Um, you know, it was it was fun. It was really a lot of fun to see Lisa and, of course, be in her presence, which which was the best part of my trip. But the second best part of my trip was seeing her brand new and improved altar room. So Cozy Zone fans, if you listen to episode 50 of Cozy Zone with Ben Weber, uh, and if you haven't, I, I strongly recommend you you check it out to listen to Lisa and all of her thoughts and feelings uh, and all of her witchiness. But you know that episode 50 uh, took place in Lisa's altar room in L.A., and you are aware of the raw power of the intentionally arranged magical objects uh, that she has on, on a surface with a little tablecloth. Um, so the, the altar in Middletown is, I would say, three times, if not more, size, uh, three times the size of her, her L.A. Uh, altar room. And, you know, it, the woo when you're in this room is, is, is palpable. You can cut it with a knife. Unbelievably powerful space. This huge table uh, with like this seemingly infinite number of shells and dried herbs and beads and tea lights and incense and divination cards and photographs and illustrations and, and minerals and rocks and, and each one of these 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 objects you know or I you know in my slight exploration Lisa shared it's it's labyrinthine uh, history and origin story and you know how it fits into this greater narrative of of her swirling magical altar. Um, and so, you know, it was, it was awe-inspiring. I really, I mean, I, I couldn't stay away from this room. I was drawn there by its sheer power. And so as a Christmas present, Lisa prepared uh, two candles for me. She anointed them with essential oil and dried lavender, and she placed these candles on their own little altar with, like, the silver crown and these brightly colored necklaces and rocks and incense. And, you know, of course, like, it was beautiful to to watch this this act i mean you know it was a very generous uh act of witchery and it was very moving um and very very sweet but it also made me think about oh like this is this is so artful you know my my artist self is so stirred by this um now my my zonesters i i i imagine you to be folks who who have a, a real relationship with your artist selves. I, I can really, I imagine that. That's when I, when I speak to you. I imagine, ah, these guys really, you know, maybe you're not practicing artists, but you appreciate the creative part of yourself. You, you can say yes to your creative impulses. And I know that this, this relationship with your artist looks different for all of us, but I, you know, I'm talking now, so I will share with you that my my artistic practice my 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 ability to make things my my desire to make things is inextricable from my own deep very human needs um 
and right now, you know, my my main my main gig is is making these cozy zones, is is going into a place that is inspiring and comforting, and and striving to have an honest, vulnerable conversation with people who I love deeply and respect, and and genuinely want to learn more about. So this is my artistic practice. Um, and you know, if I if I go underneath of like why I'm I'm doing this, it's you know I'm desperately seeking this sense of safety externally these cozy zones so that hopefully someday maybe this sense of safety can seep into my body and soothe some of the darkness that i've been cultivating all my life and you know i think last week some of this despair bubbled up to the surface and really clouded uh, the way that i was moving through the world and it, it really felt terrible um, but sort of in watching this altar and in witnessing her create this sanctified space to charge up these candles with magic and intention and love, uh, you know, it, it made me it made me think. You know, you know what? Like I'm about this. Like this is like a, a practice. This is this is a creative practice. This is a magical practice. But this is a practice that could serve me. I want to make little magical spaces. Making a little magical space. That's that's making a cozy zone. That's that's what I want my work to do. And that was really validating. That that sort of shone a, a light, a mirror into myself. It made me feel really calm and healed. It, it was it was very moving. And I, I have these candles here in my room, charging up my room with magic and coziness. And I, I'm feeling I'm feeling a lot better. Uh, you know, I, I I'm sure you guys could have you know dealt with my hard feelings but it's always nice to to do these little introductions to welcome you into the episode when when i have a little bit of of strength a little bit of of resources to to actually hold space for what it requires um, when i'm feeling cozy when i'm feeling good so so here i am and uh yeah it, it's uh it's great to have those candles it was so nice to have lisa lisa thank you so much for the candles uh they're still bound together um, and I really look forward to making a little ritual out of them and uh, and enjoying their magic. <sighs> I've also gotten into meditation a bit. I, uh, you know, I, I, it's another attempt to reckon with the stuff that's going on inside and outside. I, I downloaded Headspace. Uh, I recommend it. It's very nice. And I've done my my first four days of their introductory. Uh, 10-minute meditations. It's very nice, very sweet. Great way to, to start meditation if, if you're looking for a way to do it. Um, that, that makes me think, of course, of, of today's episode of Cozy Zone with me, Ben Weber. Um, so in it, Elise and I chat more about her treatment practice um, and my experience with, with her treatment. And part of that practice involves creating a, a personalized meditation for her clients and the one she crafted for me was about sitting in a boat. In my mind, it, it was sort of this uh, canoe, like a birch canoe. Um, and I was able to then guide that boat or that canoe uh, to go wherever I want. So I was, I was the captain of my own ship. I have uh, control over my own life and my own choices. And, uh, you know, frankly, that meditation, that one she crafted for me, continues to offer comfort and solace, and it, it's this shiny marker on my, my mindfulness journey. Uh, yeah. And I, I really appreciate all of those uh, of you who have told me in person how much you're enjoying this conversation with Elise. Um, it really means a lot. It's really inspiring, and it, it motivates me, helps me keep going, helps me keep making these things. Um, so if you, you uh, have some thoughts out there and want to share them with me, don't be shy. 
to let me know what's on your mind. Uh, of course, at the end, I'll remind you all of the, the channels with which you can communicate with me. <laughs> uh, so, friends, without further ado, it is my pleasure to give you episode 52, Elise Plant in the Brooklyn Whole Health Office, Side B. Your relationship with Ayurveda, your relationship with these doshas, like really helps you understand people. Yeah, totally. And I think that's amazing. Yeah. So uh, what was really lovely is uh, I'm sort of skipping around, but at, at mm-hmm. one point, you know, sort of in the toward the beginning of the session, you asked me, you asked me about my intention. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh gosh, I I don't remember, but you have it. I what did I say? What was my what was my intention? This is, I, I authorize this. Okay. Um, I have to make better sense of my notes. I, I have a feeling it was something about like, like communing with the chaos or, or something. It was some sort of like. You know what? I think I did. I think I wrote it on your takeaway card. Oh, uh, I do. I, I don't think I had my takeaway card with me. Um, yeah, it was about like, um, it was about, it was about like convening with chaos or like making friends with chaos, you know, um, embracing chaos or something like that. Yeah. Um, because I, you know, I came in and I was feeling, I, there's a lot of shifts going on in my life. Um, and I was trying to sort of make friends with, with those shifts and the chaos that had kicked up. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, you, uh, you asked, uh, if we were going to do like a, a dosha survey. Oh, did you find it? Embrace the chaos. Embrace, embrace the chaos. Great. Yeah. Embrace the chaos. Very nice. Yeah. Um, love. There's like love in there. There's holding. I I like that. Um, so we did this online dosha survey. Yeah. Um, and you asked if I wanted to like fill it out myself or you could read it out loud to me and I asked you to read it out loud to me and you did you read every word of every question and all the choices um and I think like that was that was sort of the moment where I felt like I don't know that that I was getting my money's worth almost like this sort of act of like like it it feels like a really big deal to have someone read something to you and especially like this thing which like of course I could just like do it like yeah. I could just read it and do it real quick. Yeah. But like taking the time and like listening to you hear the question and like feeling myself, like feeling myself having all the feelings about all the questions and then feeling your gaze watching me have all the feelings about the questions. Like, you know, talking about bowel movements and what flavors I like and, you know, how I talk and like how I think my face is shaped, you know, yep. was unbelievable and like very uh, a lot more moving than I expected uh, and I really like that good yeah I'm really glad that you did yeah I um I I mean the the it's called a prakruti and that uh what did you call it a survey mm-hmm. right um the prakruti is, is for a lot of people kind of like an intake you know yeah um, yeah and I know that some people are really uncomfortable with intakes in general, mm-hmm. which is why I don't make a dosha um, diagnosis or whatever a, a required part of the consultation. I think that a lot of people think 
you know, if they read about it online, they think it sounds really fun. And then they get to the office and they have this like six page document they're supposed to go through yeah. and talk about stuff. And, and I don't know, I, I, I too really love intakes in general. And I do, I like to do my Prakruti, like when I find one that I haven't done before, cause the questions are slightly different yeah depending on what you're doing so I'll, i like to like look for questions i haven't seen before and think about if i want to incorporate them and um have, have you designed your own prakruti or no but there are questions i'll i'll always add and there yeah. are questions that i will skip because i you know i think that there's some loadedness mm. um can you share a question you skip um so I wouldn't skip a question about body shape or face shape or um, libido. Those okay. are three categories, though, where I do, uh, I am really conscientious about the choices. Right. Of, so of text, right? Of language. So in describing your libido, would you say, mm -hmm. right? Um, I've seen options that just make it kind of obvious like what the judgment is you right know? like there's there's clearly a judgment about uh like a really active libido and yeah. there's also a judgment about a less active libido yeah and i don't like that <laughs> yeah i remember i mean the questions they all sounded good with the libido ones I th yeah. it, it was like something was <laughs> about like there were like six choices <laughs> like romantic and like I forget. Yeah, I don't remember the exact wording. But either. they're they're all good. Yeah. And they're all like it's like whoa. <laughs> all of those sound like positive. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, Which okay, is yeah. the goal. Yeah, because yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah libido's great. No and matter how similarly it is. with body shape, you know, like I think that in you know, culturally we have weight on uh, that was not intentional but, but very appropriate very good yeah um we we put weight on certain words yeah. and like there is certain there is an attachment to um words like heavy or sturdy mm -hmm. right sure and there's an, a different attach a different attachment to words like uh willowy you know and like mm -hmm. these are words i don't when i see them in a prakruti i just change them mm -hmm. because that's not what we're going for right. like i don't I don't need to know how you compare to like, you know, the people in like whatever magazine. Right. I need to know about your like kind of objective, if we can even use that word. Yeah. Type. I also found myself like ending all of my answers with a question mark, mm -hmm. you know, like hoping that you would validate like, I was like round face and like, but you wouldn't, you know, you would just mark it on whatever, you know. Yeah. Yeah, there was yeah a yearning to be like validated or like to, for you to say like yes yes yeah I see what you see yeah and this is another part of the the reason I love a, a co intake process right mm. um, which is that not only do I get to hear your answers in real time but I also get to watch your response to it mm -hmm. right so some people will just rush through it and I will disagree with every single answer mm. and be like, wow, they, okay. So that we're dealing, like we're in a place where your self identity doesn't match what you're putting out to the world. Hmm. If, if in that instance, I am the world, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, aren't you? I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm a representative of the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and then sometimes, uh, people will, 
and and that that matter that um characteristic of rushing tells me something important too mm -hmm. right and then sometimes people will not rush but will not be able to answer the question mm -hmm. which is really really significant mm -hmm. you know N no one has more information about myself than me right 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 and if and oh. so if i'm struggling with a question it means i need i mean that's that's a big hole in my life yeah oh man yeah 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 so i wonder you know yeah thinking about yeah question marks like there was a lot of uncertainty about my answers and so thinking about like yeah like i'm i'm looking for i mean ultimately my the the diagnosis uh you know you wrote on my little card fire lights the way so i am uh uh uh, what is it? Uh, oh no, uh, it's kafas part of it, and then uh, oh god, there's a not not pitta, right? Vata, vata, right? So vata kafa, flipped kafa vata, Ka kafa vata. Yeah. Oh, first, first kafa, yeah. then vata. Yeah. Ah. And you also have a lot of fire. Yeah. You do. Yeah. Um. And I've been eating a lot of spicy foods. I've been really thinking about the diet. I haven't used, uh, so at the end, you gave me a, a meditation about a, a boat and being sort of the, the captain of my own boat. And I haven't used that out in the world, but I really loved, I loved it. I loved the meditation. Good. And I think about it sort of, you know, secondhand, you know what I mean? I like think back to being, thinking about my boat I think about thinking about my boat. I think that that's, it's not the same as meditating, obviously, but I think that that's really valuable too, mm -hmm. you know, to take those images from our subconscious. And sometimes we put images in our subconscious on purpose because we want them there, yeah. right? And that's sort of what a guided meditation is. Yeah. But taking those images from our subconscious and bringing them to the consciousness is really valuable. Yeah. And, and whether we're meditating or not, whether we're giving ourselves that space to kind of listen to what's inside and also to what's being offered, um, we're still giving ourselves that, even if it's just a split second, right? We're still giving ourselves that connection with our intention, our desire, our path. Hmm. Right? Yeah. So calling up symbols from that meditation when you're standing in line for coffee or something yeah it it puts puts the coffee waiting ben in touch with uh captain ben yeah and i think i think what you mentioned too about like addressing addressing like what's right there like these surface things these mm -hmm. elemental things perhaps are surface things but they're also very deep and fundamental like yeah, like it, it is just such a, a fascinating window into contextualizing these things that are always coming up in my, you know, regular old therapy practice and, sure, and regular, yeah. like all sorts of aspects. It, it was Absolutely. just, I guess it felt like such a unique and yet uh, uh, allied perspective into my life. Um, we opened with drawing a round tarot card 
um, with all of this beautiful indigenous uh, uh, iconography. And I what I did the shaman of tens or no the discs discs the shaman of discs yeah but there was a ten also of wands of wands yeah. um yeah and but and your what is your tarot uh, background expertise expertise zero, zero. <laughs> and so then why why tarot for me personally or as part of as part of this. Uh, this whole health. Yeah. Um, I, so I don't, I would offer tarot to most anyone, but I know that a lot of people would not choose it. Who do you, who are these people? The, everyone's saying no to all these things, these so gifts. Let's just, be frank. Okay. A lot of people who are seeking out holistic health counseling are concerned about their weight and okay. they're concerned about, um, weight not because they're obese, but because it, it's they, painful out there, and or like there's just a lot of where you get a lot of messages. You know, this is an interpretation. Yeah, we get a lot of messages, and one of the messages that we get is you can control your life, and if you're unhappy. You have yourself to blame, and here's what you can do about it. Control your life. Okay. And I think weight is a something that is tangible enough and concrete enough that many people decide that that's a way that they're going to grab control. Okay. I believe we cannot control our lives. Okay. I believe that if we're unhappy, um... We have to look at all of it. And our weight can definitely be connected to our mood, Mm -hmm. for sure. Our Mm -hmm. body shape, our body image, our fashion, all of it, Mm -hmm. for sure, connected to our emotional life um, and not the cause of our emotional life. Mm. And our I don't don't believe that our emotional life is the cause of our external appearance either. Mm -hmm. But I do think they're linked, totally. A lot of people who come for holistic health counseling sessions are not um, very interested or very aware of maybe that link. Mm. Um, and kind of kind of like, um, yeah, you know, there are plenty of people who um, what want to be healthier and therefore what, drink skim milk. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Sure. And so I think I think it's just a matter of um, how many possible answers a person is comfortable with. And many people on this planet want there to be one answer, and they're pretty convinced they're about to find it. Mm. And so there are many people who I would maybe not even offer the tarot to. Oh, you're touching the tarot right now. You yeah. have it. It's here with us. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Always. I always draw a tarot before I meet with someone. Oh. And and it's a mysterious thing, though, for you. Like, it's not so, uh, you know, I I actually did a a podcast with my good friend Lisa, who is, like, deep in tarot. Like, deep in it and, like, learning about all of the things and, like, could tell you exactly what a 10 means and what the wands mean and, you know, all the things. But I think... It's really exciting to hear that for you, it's just a mystery. 
It's a guide. I mean, I do believe that I get guidance from the tarot. Yeah. Um, it helps me focus parts of my my consciousness. I yeah. guess. Yeah, but certainly not intellectual. I guess is what I what's interesting because it seems right. like tarot has a very like profound intellectual uh, thing. Yeah, like, absolutely. In order to read it, you have to know a lot. Yes. You need to know a lot of facts. You need to know a lot of history. Yeah. It's helpful. Absolutely. In sort of, you know, framing the woo. Yeah. But for you, it's it almost is just sort of pure woo, which is kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. My words, you know, but uh, if if you want to push back. I don't. Yeah. I I mean, I have a personal um, r- I have some rituals that I do for myself and and my home um, that involve tarot. Uh, but I don't do tarot readings for people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so if a client wants to draw a tarot, like we're going to talk about what the limitations of that are, yeah. right? And so a client who wants to draw a tarot is either somebody who knows about tarot and mm-hmm. feels like it's a good time of day for them to do that, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know? Um, or it's somebody, like you said, like who is open to all of it, right. you know? And so, and I think right. that that comes back to just this idea of how many answers or how many paths yeah. are we comfortable with? And I think that the more fearful we are, um, the fewer paths we want to acknowledge. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and you, you know, you're, you're not really bound by fear in your life. My assessment, my, no, you know. I, I'd say in general, probably not. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, yeah, at least not, not when it comes to asking the questions that might make things feel better. <laughs> You know, yeah. Like I, I actually was like, oh yeah, control your life. That's what I'm looking. That's what I want to do. And then I was like, oh, oh no, no. I guess that's not exactly it. Control is perhaps a myth, but yeah. but it's about question asking. Yeah, it's about understanding. Yeah, right. Yeah. Understanding my life. Right. Understanding my own abilities and limitations. Um, understanding my own fears and yeah. and my own desires. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, understanding all of that uh, makes me more comfortable with not being able to control it all. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's my experience. Um, and I think that that is is a really important part of, I would say, just all traditional medicine. You know, it's it's not about there's a great saying um it's a saying from chinese medicine (laughs) it's all right um that uh hold on i don't want to get it wrong western medicine um comforts now and hurts later and chinese medicine hurts now and comforts later Mm. and i think that that's kind of kind of what you're signing up for if you're if you're delving into any kind of traditional practice right it's like just this acknowledgement that there is going to be suffering (laughs) yeah 
There's going to be pain. There's going to be discomfort. There's going to be confusion. Yeah. There's going to be disconnect. There's going to be um, isolation and loneliness and fear for sure. And the more we can just state that, the sooner we can state it unflinchingly, right? Thank you for listening to Cozy Zone with me, Ben Weber. Episode 52, Elise Plant in the Brooklyn Whole Health Office, Side B. Be sure to snuggle up to us on the internet, everywhere. Follow me on Instagram, at Ben Weber Projects. Follow me on Twitter, at Cozy Zones. And find our page on Facebook, the Cozy Zone Foundation, and like it. I'd really like that. And uh, find the true abundance of Cozy Zone on the internet at www.benweberprojects.com. You'll find all the episodes there. Uh, Cozy Zone with Ben Weber is on iTunes, it's on Stitcher, and it's on all of your very favorite podcatchers. Join us next time for Side C. I'll be thinking about you. <laughs>